And welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. It's uh, Sunday, April the 28th, 2019. My name is LeGrand, your host for this evening, joined by Jeremy Lamont and only Jeremy Lamont. Hello, Jeremy. I'm all the Jeremy Lamont you need. Uh, I think you're all the Jeremy Lamont that anyone needs, but that's okay. I'm the Jeremy Lamont that you deserve, but not the one that you... Wait, said that backwards. You both need and deserve this, you Jeremy, need I promise. That, there you go. Great way it's to okay. think you can, about it. You can need and deserve something, right? Uh, but you know, I'm just not the Jeremy that anybody wants, I guess. But I'm the one that you get, so you deal uh-huh. with it. You deal with it. You're stuck with it. Fair to listeners. That's right. Uh, welcome to the show, people. Uh, so I've got a, I've got a thing that happened. A thing that happened. Ooh, things. Yesterday, and this is kind of a frustrating thing. So this is more of a, a word of warning to our fans. Okay. Over here. <laughs> so uh, my son uh, had his birthday, and um, oh, that makes me so mad. He turned twelve, and uh, for his birthday party. We just, I just like invited. Yeah, I had him invite a bunch of his friends over, and I set up computers and playstations and more monitors and Nintendo Switches and tons of video games. I had a bunch of a whole bunch of kids over here. I had like twelve, like twelve year olds running around. I didn't get invited to this. What happened? What's going on? You're not here? twelve. Oh. Um, so one of the kids shows up, and he does, and he has his Xbox Live account, and it's not a Xbox Live Gold. Um. And everyone's playing Fortnite. And he can't play with them. So I'm like, okay, dude. I'm like, what about PlayStation? You have a PlayStation? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, cool. Just go in the other room and sign on to that PlayStation. And so he went into the other room and logged on to the PlayStation and then signed into his account. Uh-huh. And it overwrote my son's saved games and tied him to his account. What? So if you if you have an account, if you have, like, a guest account or, like, just a standard user account on your PlayStation... So, for example, I have my main account, which is my PlayStation Network account. Yeah. My nine-year-old has his own account that's just not not a PlayStation Network account, right, but like just a, like a user account. A sub, right? sub, oh, yeah, okay, so just like on the console. Yeah, just on the console, you create okay. a user, and he yeah. logs into the console and plays his games, and right. all the saved games are stored to his account. Right. Well, this kid uh, loaded into his profile and then logged into his PlayStation Network account and basically took everything that was his. That can't be right. It is, and it's Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's why I wanted to give a word of warning. Right, yes. So he like came up to me. He's like, Dad, like, dude, just signed in, and I, I lost all of my progress on Spider-Man. Like, he was all upset. Wow, I'd be upset about that too. So I, I googled around and found other people that had done this. Like, this guy's like, Hey, I was over at my friend's house, and I was, you know, house sitting, and I thought I would log in and play some PlayStation. So I just logged into my account, and oh, all the saved games are gone. And so it's, it, it overwrites, what, any guest account on the console or the most recent uh, just one? one just one that you're logged into because you, you, you have to click into an account to, like, log into the PlayStation, right? Right. So I, I didn't create an, a user account for this kid to right. sign into, and so he signed into my son's and then signed into his PlayStation Network. Oh, so you didn't, like, log out. You just did. So wait, did you accidentally associate your son's machine account with that guy's PlayStation yes. Network I account? didn't do it. He did it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I see. So when I log in now, and I believe that all the saved games are there, but they're all just tied to his PlayStation Network account. Well, I think by the uh, common law, <laughs> you know, you now are the proud owner of that kid's PlayStation Network account. Yeah, but I, but I don't have his email, and I don't have his password. Uh, anyway, so what I've done now and um, is I just went ahead and created a uh, an account for my son, uh-huh. like an actual PlayStation Network account, um, 
So he has an email address because he has a Google Chromebook, and so he logs into that with his Google right. Gmail account, which right. I am the parent of or whatever. However the family controls works on that. So I just went ahead and created him uh, a PlayStation Network account under, like a sub-account under my parent account or whatever. I don't know how it all works out, but it allows me to like, you know, put on family controls and oversee it and... Since he technically can't create a, anything on the internet until he's 13 or whatever. Right. right. And they, they enforce that, too. Like, if you put the birth date under 13 years yep. ago, it'll, like, lock you out from doing any of that stuff. Yeah, well, it basically says, cool, uh, you can do this, but first, now you need to sign into your... You need to ha- you call it, get your dad to sign into his account, is basically what it says. Uh-huh. And so I had to then log into my account, verify that this was indeed okay for this to be mine, and then associate the whole thing. And so now he has his own PlayStation Network account, which is, which is great. Um, and so this will never happen. So, if you guys are in this situation, my recommendation would be to create actual accounts for your kids. Yeah. If, if they are using your console, just yeah. to prevent weird stuff like this happening. Like, I never would have thought that this would have happened. But. No. And that's a shame, too. It probably depends on how the kid does it, too. Because I can see that if you have a guest account or a machine account, that it would be like, well, give me your email address and like I could see that if you weren't really thinking about what was going on or if it was kids unsupervised and they're like oh yeah well here's I'm gonna sign in right now here's my email address I think this was dumb kid unsupervised yeah I think, I think so yeah that's a shame and, and it's, it's too bad too because there actually is a really convenient uh, remote log I mean if you have a phone and stuff you can actually log in like using QR codes and stuff from your phone it's like well, super we're, ta- we're talking it's like, like awesome. ten year olds here. I know, man. I know. I'm just saying it's a shame <laughs> that something like this would happen because they're actually they actually have a really slick system for logging in as a guest on someone else's console. But. Yeah, it's it is it is a bummer. Um, I think Bradley's gonna be okay. Cause I think now he feels cool because I gave him I created his own account. Um, <laughs> See I told you later, him, like, you, can pl- you, you can play online now with your account because as long as that account of his is. Um, on the primary PlayStation 4 that is mine, uh-huh. uh, then he'll be able to use that account to play online. So he'll be able to use his own account with his own name to play Fortnite and play whatever he wants to play online, which is okay. Send out vulgar uh-huh. messages under the kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually can limit the uh, messaging between friends, uh-huh. which, is, which is what I'm going to do. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, but at the very least, he'll be able to play online with his own username. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? So he, I think that'll uh, trump... Um, since he already beat Spider-Man, it's not like he was continuing to play. Right. Yeah, okay. There, there's a silver lining. All right. Now, yeah. now just wait for him to say, Dad, I really hate my username. I want to change it. Uh, I picked a pretty damn good username. Oh, good. So. And it, it was based off of what he created his uh, Gmail account to be. Uh, so. You know that first email account that you create? You know, uh, XX Superman sucks. I, 69, I, that's XX. my official business account for all of my <laughs> adult dealings. Yeah. Well, it's turned out for the best. There you go. Yeah. I just want I just want to give right. the get everyone everyone the heads up on a weird yeah. thing that could happen. Good PSA. Uh, Good and PSA. I spent like an hour just trying to figure out like okay, <laughs> how about I just load into his account and then sign into this new account of his and it right. wouldn't let me do it. Right. Do it. Well, um, PSA anyway. for everybody out there. That's uh, something to be aware of. Uh, another thing to be aware of is the news. Video game news. news. Yes, here we are at the top of the week time for some news. Uh, news of the week. Uh, this is something that actually, LeGrand, I'm kind of specifically interested in your take on this. Uh, according to reports, uh, Respawn is pushing back any plans for Titanfall content so that they can focus on Apex Legends. Uh, this is uh, on a... Uh, post from Apex Legends executive producer Drew McCoy. Uh, he says, It is important to understand that there are entirely separate development teams working on Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
uh, which is the other thing that they're working on. In order to fully support Apex Legends, we are pushing out plans for future Titanfall games. No resources from the Apex Legends team are being shifted to other titles in development here at the studio, nor are we pulling resources from the team working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. He's, he's just being very needlessly, like, specific about this. Like, we're not pulling it from one or the other one. Well, you know what happened to, like, uh, in Blizzard recently is they pulled, like, all support from Heroes of the Storm and moved everyone to everything else, right? Yeah, right. It's maybe well, it's just like, hey, listen... Apex is still going to get the support it needs, and Star Wars isn't losing anything. So, right. so do you think that's more? See, I guess as somebody who would really kind of prefer that they work on Titanfall, I guess I I took that as a little bit like aggressive, you know, like in my face. Uh, but maybe for people who are really interested in Apex and Star Wars, uh, you know, they're they're sort of reassuring. But what do you think about that? I mean, you are as a fan mm. of Titanfall and also of Apex Legends. Uh, does that make you happy or sad? I'd rather have them uh, skip Star Wars and make more Titanfall. Personally, I like Apex. I I don't I don't quite necessarily know what what I need support for in Apex. Well, they've been have they been doing the same kind of like Fortnite? You know, every couple of weeks it's like, hey, we're changing a bunch of stuff around. Uh, not really, but they did talk about how next uh, season there will be a map adjustment, so they'll be tweaking the map. Yeah, just wait for that floating cube above the sky in Apex Legends. Did, did that ever go anywhere, by the way, like the floating cubes and stuff? It was like it was like Lost or something where they like don't don't really know how they're going to resolve it. I, I don't know why you're asking me about Fortnite lore. It's, it's really not my arena. <laughs> I, I figured you knew. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I know that my son was uh, my son was logged in when like uh, he logs into those events. He went and did the marshmallow thing. And I guess there was something that happened where something blew up and froze the planet and then snowboards were available. Uh, I don't know. So marshmallow know. probably said something racist or something. Fortnite, or... <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, I played PUBG forever and didn't really pay attention to updates. Right. Um, and the same thing that probably happened with Apex Legends. I mean, right. Oh, cool. There's a new guide that's available. Neat. They're, they're probably going to adjust the balance. They're probably going to adjust the balance on some gun or something. Oh, it they takes, have been doing that. It, it takes like 30 people to do that. I mean, you know, like change the bullet variable or something from five to seven point five. Or yeah, it's an, it's an important detail, Jeremy. It, yeah, know. it really is. I, I wish there was more Titanfall. I, that, I mean, I really like Titanfall too. The single player was great. The multiplayer was 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 great. Split the difference and put Titans into Apex. Uh, they could do it. I mean, Battlefield Battle Royale has uh, vehicles and stuff in it. I would be happy if they just did that thing like we were talking about, where at the end game, like the final like couple of circles or whatever, drop some Titans in or something. Just like let people get into Titans. Yeah. Then you have to like create weapons that could take down Titans. Well, they've got That'd 30 okay. people adjusting bullet damage. I don't think they can put a Titan in there. <laughs> they've already got the Titanfall. Just take the stuff from Titanfall. Hey, listen, Control listen, C, Apex Control is brand C. new. It's only been around for like, what, two and a half months now. So maybe we let them work on it yeah that's true in fact actually <laughs> i've got a news item about that which says that uh actually in the last uh, month or so the apex legends viewership for streams has dropped by about 75 percent yeah i've noticed this actually have you like in in the wild you've kind of seen that people are not watching it as much yeah i mean i i am um, I, I am on twitch on the regular so i notice when i don't watch fortnite and i don't watch league of legends i watch apex and i watch games that i'm playing currently yeah uh so i've been watching like weird russian dark souls 3 streams lately because there's not a lot of people streaming that game <laughs> right but uh yeah i did notice that apex has kind of gone down it's likely just because usually during the day there's a lot of big streamers and i think that more and more and i've noticed this over the past week is that uh what was that game mortal kombat 11 came out and there was a lot of big streamers that were being paid to play uh, Mortal Kombat 11 oh, wow. on stream. Um, so I think that that's kind of just becoming more of a thing is that streamers are, well, yes, they still have to, they still play what they want, but they're also kind of being pushed around to like, I, they, they got to play what's 
hot at the time to keep their um, being paid to play video games. Actually, literally, because even, you know, they used to say that like writers were like, oh, you guys get paid to play video games. No, they were paid to write. Uh, these people actually are getting paid to play video games. So that's... they're getting paid to sit in their basement and play video games. Wow. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe when Apex starts putting the floating cube, maybe the uh, maybe the, the line graph will kind of spike. Yeah, back I, up I don't bit. know. I, I think that, um, you know, the big boost they had at the beginning was great to get that game off the ground. Uh I don't necessarily think you can judge the popularity of a game based on stream numbers. Yeah, I think, right, it's, sure. I think it's a decent metric. Um, I think that I can't stand watching people play Fortnite. Like, I can't stand that game, man. Uh, while the development is being halted on uh, Titanfall in order to do uh, Apex Legends and all kinds of things, uh, Anthem development is being halted so that Bioware can focus on Anthem updates. Uh, frankly, they're just not ready yet. Uh, so there was a, <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically there was going to be a, a big patch. So actually, in fact, here's the thing. There was a big update. So they're up to 1.1.0, which adds uh, a new stronghold, which is sort of the, the dungeon, the raid or whatever. Um, you can, you can actually now also update, uh, or I'm sorry, you can access your inventory during a mission, which is something I think you had talked about that, in fact, being able to do that. That was so, one of the things I complained about. There you go. They listened. They listened to the show, of course. Uh, no, but the problem is uh, this big this big Anthem uh, roadmap that they had done uh, talked about the um, uh, mastery system, uh, cataclysm, group activity, like they're going to change, you know, I guess the Anthem of Creation was going to like change a bunch of stuff and stuff like that. Uh, uh, also, um, uh, they were going to change some free play events so the world would be changed and there would be like a, a weekly rotation of things uh but in a reddit post they basically said uh that they are going to be foregoing all of that to do bug fixes and stuff so according to the reddit thread from bioware they said we've learned a lot since the game went live we've heard a lot of feedback from all of you and we've been working diligently to improve as many things as we can in the short term we fixed a lot of bugs and made changes which we believe begin to point us in the right direction for the future that being said we know there's a long way to go before anthem becomes the game we all want it to be uh, which, you know, I don't know. I mean, I we guess... all buy it. So, so, so what you're saying, developer man, is that you release a game that you didn't want it to be. Is that what you're saying? Cause that's what that sounds like. I suspect the developer man probably didn't have much of a choice, quite frankly. I agree. But... So I, I a hundred percent back this decision to actually fix that game yeah. and make that game better before they worry about content for that game. Uh, but, uh, in other sort of post Bioware news, the, uh, Wizards of the Coast, which is typically known for owning the, I think they have the full license to Dungeons dragons i'm pretty sure that's their thing yep. now uh but they're going to be starting a game studio and they have snagged one of the lead designers of uh kotor uh, knights of the old republic and dragon age origins lead designer james olin has been picked to run a, a new studio for wizards of the coast and that was an announcement that they're going to be doing in austin texas uh and uh, olin actually worked at bioware uh for about 22 years in fact he worked on wow. not only kotor and um uh dragon age but also did some work for um, Jade Empire, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Neverwinter Nights, Baldur's Gate, um, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and apparently he did not leave uh, Bioware for Wizards of the Coast. He said that uh, I didn't think that I'd be coming back to the game industry so soon, but working with Wizards is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Our mutual love of RPGs, world building, and interactive storytelling is a perfect match. Uh, we don't know yet what they're going to be doing. It's probably going to be something Dungeons and Dragons related, or maybe Magic: The Gathering. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, but uh, well, they've already got Magic going, right? Yeah, well, I mean they have Magic games, but they don't have a Magic RPG based on all of your favorite cards from the Magic: The Gathering game. No thanks. I'll take a D and D RPG though. Yeah, that'd be all right. I mean. I mean, they've had that stuff, too. I mean, isn't Dungeons and Dragons Online still a thing? Probably, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 
Anyway, elsewhere over in uh, this is sort of the Jared and Dale and Jeremy uh, collective interest uh, offering here. Uh, Battletech is getting a new expansion. Urban Warfare is uh, coming in June, uh, whereas the last one added a sort of tropical environment and the Hatchet Man and some other special mechs. Uh, and there was also separately the uh, the career mode update where you could just kind of play around outside of the campaign. Uh, this is going to be a uh, an urban warfare expansion. So uh, cities and rooftops and destructible buildings and all kinds of things. They had an announcement trailer that showed off some of that stuff. Uh, also ECM, uh, electronic countermeasures. So you're going to have things like your Ravens and your uh, other sorts of thingies, um, which uh, it's going to be coming out on June 4th. So I'm pretty excited about that. That was our game of the year, uh, three-way tie for game of the year between me, Jared, and uh, Dale in 2000. That doesn't mean it's the game of the year. I didn't vote for it. Well, you know, I mean, it's a democracy, right? I mean, we just get to, I don't know. I'm... Tell me it's not the game of the year. Uh, what did I say was a game I of the year? I forget what you said, actually. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> I think it was Battlefield. It, it might have been Battlefield. That was pretty good, too. That was pretty good. I mean, if, if it had the word battle in the front of it, it was probably our game of the <laughs> I year. We don't even remember. <laughs> no idea. I just, it, was, oh, it was somebody to go back and listen to it. I'm sure I'm sure it was a good pick. I don't know. Uh, got a couple more here. Uh, got a couple more. Uh, so this is one specifically for you Android users out there. Not you, Legrand, but people who have an actual... Uh, phone ecosystem that's spying on them pretty much every way from every six six ways from Sunday. Um, so for you folks uh, who have an Android phone and if your Nintendo account is tied to a Gmail email, what did you say? Gmail email or did you just say Gmail? I don't know. Anyway, uh, if, Gmail, Gmail. If it's tied to your Gmail, uh, you can sign up right now for the Mario Kart Tour, which is their upcoming Mario Kart themed game for mobile uh, over at Mario Kart Remember, that's K-A-R-T, folks, uh, in case you forgot. Uh, and uh, you can scan the little QR code, sign up for it and be pre-registered. Uh, this is going to come out in summer. And I believe the um, so the applications are open through May 7th. And uh, the actual beta test itself is going to go from May 22nd to June 4th. Um, I checked around. I don't think any of the hosts actually have. I would really like to play this, but I have like my Hotmail account or something set up for Nintendo. No one ever told me that there would be exclusive access to stuff. Um, so I'm oh, Google, Google had to pay for that, man. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's only available in Japan and the United States. But if you fit all of those criteria, you can head over to Mario Kart Tour dot com. Sign up for that. And uh, happy birthday to me on May 22nd. So somebody else have my happy birthday and tell me uh, tell me what that's all about and join us in discord and give us some updates uh, it's going to be very average i think it'll probably be very average uh possibly <laughs> below average like uh sonic 2006 the most hated reviled game in all of the reviled and hated sonic the hedgehog library of games uh is actually being remade by fans for some reason uh self-loathing fans are remaking sonic 06 <laughs> in unity on pc um, and, and I'm not exactly sure why they're doing this, but uh, this is a, a develop a fan developer named Chaos X. Uh, is uh, he's on YouTube putting a trailer on there. Currently hard at work doing a complete remake of Sonic 06 in Unity. Uh, there is currently a free demo for the remake available on PC, and uh, it actually would kind of be the first real like high definition version of this. I guess it was. Well, I don't know. I guess it would have been high def. That was like PS. PS, early PS3, early Xbox 360, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems to be for all of the things that you could do with your time. Um, you know, pretty, uh, pretty worthy thing, I guess. 
I suppose. I don't know. You know, I tell you what, though, it's probably going to be better than the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's coming out. Um, oh, boy, that's a uh, yeah, that's a woofer. It's, it's not going to take much, I don't think. Yeah. So uh, someone out there, if you're brave, uh, go try out this Unity version. of. So I, I want to see that they put all the bugs into it. I mean, that was I, you know, I, I hate kept my copy of that game. You know, I didn't buy I bought it thinking it would be all right. It was not all right. Um, and I, I didn't want to get rid of it because it was so bad. I, I thought that it would maybe go the way of, uh, what was that, uh, Silicon Knights game? The, the, um, oh. the one that got co- totally like taken off of, like they had to destroy all the copies of it. What was Nobody that called? Knows. It was, uh, the one with the, the Valkyries that would come down and revive yeah, you. I know. Dennis Dyack's yeah. game. Man, that's yeah, weird. I know what you're talking about. Too human. Too human. Too human. Yeah. <laughs> got gone the way of too human, but, uh, boy, I've got erased from our memories too, apparently. I'm glad the internet's there. I never played it. Did you play it? No, I never did. And I actually kind of really wanted to get a copy of it. I, it probably would have been all right. I don't know. Uh, the other thing I really would wanted to, I wanted to play was their, uh, X-Men game that was apparently so bad. Um, that's too bad. Silicon Knights was a, was a, decent developer at one point but uh yeah just like sonic 06 you know it's kind of a mixed bag you reach in who knows what you're gonna get so that is all the news that we've got for this week Legrand. uh well i've got some new releases for you uh head over to tech-gaming.com for this list that we pulled play uh days gone for the playstation 4 mm-hmm. uh it's out i believe it's out already it is out yeah in fact uh, i watched the uh, countdown and uh it was pretty all right they were like they counted down from 10 and then days gone was available it was uh pretty exciting <laughs> <laughs> what really People yeah they were excited huh <laughs> it was way exciting actually it's kind of interesting too because i uh i'm not sure what to make of this game and i'm not sure that anybody else is either i've seen some I think it's getting middling reviews it's yeah. getting middling because i think there's some people who are like yeah it's great and some people are like no it's terrible and then it just kind of averages uh it makes it makes it middling out for the nintendo switch final fantasy 12 the zodiac age i'm not mm. buying this again edition yeah, I, uh, in fact, I don't think I got anything since the original on the PlayStation 2, so I think I might be eligible for this one. Yeah, I have it on the uh, PlayStation 4. That's what I have it on. Oh, yeah, because they did that um, like a couple years ago. And I'm most of the way through it. Most of the way through it. I wish I had the Nintendo Switch version, though, but I'm not going to buy it again. I will not. Well, one day it'll get cheap. I don't know. It's my favorite favorite Final Fantasy, though. Everybody try it out if you have not. Yeah, it's good. It's really fun. I like it, especially the Zodiac Age has a lot of really neat stuff they've added. Yeah, weird. Yeah, stuff even above above and beyond the international version or whatever. I guess they've really done a bunch of things to it. Yeah, Uh, there's a new Picross game for the Switch, so get that if you like the Picross. And also something uh, pretty cool, Steam World has another game coming out. They're just cranking these out. Steam World Quest comes out this week. Oh, yeah. uh, For the Nintendo Switch. This is a, I guess, a role-playing card game. Uh, I have no idea how the. I think the combat works in kind of a. You have like a deck of cards that you use to build out your uh, spells and abilities. Yeah, and like King, Kingdom like Hearts Chain of Memories or something kind of. Yeah, I don't think it's action based though, because I think it's more turn based card playing. Because Kingdom Me- Chain of Memories was more like action, but you had cards that filled out your actual moves, right? And those are your new releases uh, in the realm of uh, freebies and updates. Fortnite Endgame. Um, this is a new game mode that's been available for the past few days, and I actually played a round of this uh, last night with said kids. So this is like totally different. It's not just like skins, and it's not even like special like well, weapons. Skins are there. Yeah. Basically, what this does is it divides the team into two 50, 50 player teams, where one you play as the Avengers, and one you play as uh, Thanos's crew. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, the Avengers can run around, and they find Avenger weapons, so you can get 
um, like a Hawkeye's bow. You can get Captain America's shield. You can get uh, Iron Man blasters that allow you to like hover and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Avenger, or then the other guys, Thanos's team, uh, they have their own set of weapons that they can use. Uh, the Avengers are a little bit, a little bit, pow- they're pretty powerful with their weapons. But basically, what happens is, is it starts spawning Infinity gems around the map, and um, the Avengers have to protect them while Thanos's team has to go and collect mm. them. Uh, Thanos appears from time to time, and I believe it's just a random player uh, that turns into Thanos when he, when he respawns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thanos is really powerful. Then they take down Thanos. Then he comes back a little bit later. If the uh, bad guys collect all the gems, then they have a chance. Then then they win after they clear out the rest of the team. Um, otherwise, it goes the other way. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it ended up. It's pretty interesting. I, th- I know they did that a uh, th- throwback with Infinity War with Thanos. Um, with an infinity gauntlet being dropped into the world where you can go and find it and turn into Thanos or whatever. Um, that crossover they did right, last year. Right. So this is another one of those. Anyway, it's pretty good. Uh, if you like Fortnite, I don't know. I don't know why you would, but go play it, I guess. I'm sure if you like Fortnite, you've probably already played it. I am okay with Fortnite, but actually I kind of would, would be interested to, to try because this is the first time that I can think of where like the entire rule set is different. I mean, they've done, you know, like, yeah, here's it's a completely different game mode. Yeah. Uh, there is a game called Hymno, which is out and free on Steam. Um, so it seems like it's, this looks like a relaxing platformer. Um, so just go check that out, I suppose. Gone Home is free on Humble. So go mm-hmm. to Humble Bundle and pick that up. And Street Fighter Five is still free to play. Reminder, until May 5th. So that's another seventh, seven days if you are listening to this today, which you will not be doing that. May 5th is the date, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, May 5th is a cool day because May 6th, my fridge gets fixed. My my refrigerator is not running. Therefore, I do not need to catch you it. You better go out and catch it. <laughs> Damn. I've got a repairman coming May 6th. I've got two small fridges in my house, no room for food, and uh, a big broken hunk of $3,000 fridge sitting in my kitchen. So that's cool. Gotcha. Well, not bad. Well, May the 6th be with you. Anyway, and that's all that stuff. Well, awesome. Hey, thanks, man. May the 6th. Revenge of the 6th. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cinco de Cuatro. Uh, happy Cinco de Cuatro or whatever it is. Oh, gosh. Cinco well, de Cuatro? Yeah, that's from uh, Arrested Development or whatever. It's like their... I don't know. It's like their... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cinco de Cuatro. We decided that we'd maybe uh, kind of catalog some of our favorite or some of the most famous video game urban legends uh, that have uh, been rumored. And, uh, you know, this could incorporate uh, any number of things. So there are scary things. There are things that you heard on the playground in the 1980s. Um, you know, someone's uncle working at Nintendo heard whatever. <laughs> um, all of this stuff. And uh, there's a chance we might have talked about something kind of adjacent to this in the past. But I thought we'd go through and, uh, you know, there were there are a few like real uh, well-known ones. So we might as well uh, get those out of the way for starters. I think probably the uh, the the two or three most famous urban legends. I, I think the number one uh, has got to be the Tomb Raider nude code. I, I think that one. Um, they, they pro- people were probably writing about that one in video game magazines for years, like telling people they're like, still no. writing about. There's an article being published right now on something. Yeah, that, uh, about that. <laughs> probably like the top ten. You, you won't believe this one weird trick in Tomb Raider. Hey, sp- Speaking of Tomb Raider, I watched a Tomb Raider movie the other night. For the first time, or have you seen it before? Uh, the the one that just came out. Oh, this, like, I never what, saw like that. a year old or something. Okay, and how how uh, how was that? Because I was trying to remember what we put that on our uh, Rotten Tomatoes challenge. You know, it started out really slow and ended up better. 
Really? <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. Let's, let's just say that. Well, that's okay. You know, I don't think it wasn't we have horrible. Our... The first part was really the first maybe 30 minutes was kind of sucked. And then it turned better, I guess. Hey, here's a weird urban legend. I've got the last guardian in our Rotten Tomatoes challenge list. Was there was there going to be a last guardian movie? Uh, maybe we're just voting on. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, I don't know. We've got it down here at the bottom of our of our document, our persistent ongoing document. Um, also, I guess what's, so. What's this? Thing was about- this I, th- I think that was just for the game. That oh, was, just was for it? The game. What like about Metacritic? this Warcraft one? I can't believe they they were going to make a Warcraft movie at some point. No, I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Tomb Raider Nude Code uh, is probably the most famous urban legend. Um, there have been a few others. I know that you were kind of looking through the, some of these as well. Anything that yeah, there, uh, there was a lot. I remember when I was a kid, there was a lot of um, myths and thoughts of things that kind of surrounded the Mortal Kombat series. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when Mortal Kombat 2 came out and they had like uh, Bay Balladies. And so our friends and I, we were always like, you know. There's always rumors that were creeping around like, oh, there's going to be sexualities and animalities and <laughs> and yeah. uh, other and brutalities and all those things. Uh, and at least animalities, I believe, made it into Mortal Kombat 3. Now and um, uh, Yeah. But I remember like just, you know, there's always thinking about like, you know, at that point in time, Mortal Kombat was kind of in the news, in the pop culture because it was so violent. Right. Of course. Um, little do they know what what the hell is going on right now in Mortal Kombat 11. Um, if they had seen that back in 1993 or whenever Mortal Kombat came out, like, yeah, it would have been a different, I different think, time. I think we probably need to have some more congressional hearings about Mortal Kombat. I am I am uh, uncomfortable with some <laughs> of the stuff I've seen in the new one. It might mean that I'm of that generation now. I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things where a lot of people. It's, it's funny because it seems like Mortal Kombat series kind of took a lot of those urban legends and kind of ran with them. Um, there was a lot of talk about hidden characters, um, you know, like smoke and different things that happened. And eventually they just added into the game um, as playable characters uh, yeah, that's or true. at least characters that you could play as, um, you know, different different skins or different colors of Sub-Zero. And oh, those all yeah. turned out into like, you know, or maybe maybe they were like things that happened to or glitches in the system that turned into like Ermac and. Uh, Noob Cybot was like the all like the shadowy looking Sub Zero character, or the same model, but basically you know black or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Mortal Kombat always had its own set of urban legends that were kind of specific to it, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, he, actually, here's a here's kind of an interesting spin on urban legends. Here's one that was for a long time an urban legend that turned out to be true, and actually not even all that long ago. Uh, the the E.T. burial ground, uh, you know, buried all of those uh, Atari buried all of the uh, E.T. cartridges for the Commodore sixty four out in the desert somewhere, and uh, of course that is now famously, very famously uh, true. Um, we we now know it, and they've dug some of that stuff up. There was a documentary about it, but for a long time, not so long ago. In fact, I think we even talked about it during the the lifetime of this show about well maybe they'll find something out there because we we didn't really know but it turns out that uh that they actually did that and that was a an urban legend that uh, eventually eventually turned out to be uh turned out to be correct so uh, a couple couple of others uh one of the most famous ones i don't know that i would call this an urban legend it was more of a like a, an april fool's day joke that just kind of you know took on a life of its own was the uh, Shang Long, the secret character from Street Fighter 2, which started out in Electronic Gaming Monthly, I think. Uh, so they, Probably. yeah, it was part, part of a thing where you had to like, um, uh, f- win like against every character with a flawless victory and then beat Ken a hundred times or something. It's just like some insane thing. And then you would get one chance to fight Shang Long 
who was like their, uh, you know, <laughs> allegedly their their karate master or whatever. And uh, I think they actually did later on, uh, and I don't know if it was in Street Fighter Four or Five. It seems like they actually did do a Sheng Long thing, because um, I, I don't think he's a, a standing character on the roster now. But I think there was like some period of time where uh, they released a thing where you could actually play as Sheng Long or fight Sheng Long. Um, but that was uh, that's an, that's another pretty well known one. Uh, here's another one, and I'm not sure where this one came from, but uh, Diablo. And I know we've talked about this in other contexts, but the idea of the cow level. There is Diablo? no cow level, Jeremy. Well, of course not. We don't talk about cow level. That's the first rule of cow level. <laughs> um, and, you know, and of course, later on in Diablo 3, they did actually create a thing. But for some reason, like in Diablo, there were just these cows standing up off to the like some corner or something. And for some reason, I don't know why, but some knucklehead somewhere was like, oh, yeah, if you attack the cows or whatever, then you can. I can't remember what it was that you're supposed to be able to do to go into the cow level. Um, but um uh, the idea was that if you somehow interacted with these cows that you'd go to a, a Diablo cow level where you would just fight a ton of cows. Wasn't um, there a cheat code in Starcraft one that was, there is no cow level or was that Warcraft Warcraft two? Uh, I don't think it was in Warcraft two, but it was um, Starcraft. Oh, okay. Here, here's what it is. I was just, yeah, there is up. no cow level. Basically glitch, you know, you complete the mission if you just use that cheat code. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I actually, I know only, I never really did cheat codes or anything in StarCraft. I didn't play it long enough to, to get that far. But but here's the thing. So the trick was that you would click on the cows and they moo. And then as you kept clicking, they would moo over and over again or something and get, you know, kind of mad about it. And then I guess eventually they would start fighting you like the cuckoos in uh, Legend of Zelda or something like that, I guess. So uh, that, of course, uh, was not true, but eventually um, was kind of made to be true at some point. Uh, in Diablo 3. Uh, here's one. Uh, so the arcade cabinet Polybius, which uh, I think was in the very early 1980s, uh, was kind of a, um, uh, what was it, sort of a psychedelic kind of thing. They actually redid Polybius uh, just recently. I think Jeff Minter did, did a version of that game. And the thing was that uh, it was it was kind of like just like a lot of lights and colors and stuff. And people would, I don't know if this is actually true, but they would get headaches and things. And the the rumor was that the U.S. government actually had created this game specifically to mind control people. <laughs> um, and uh, this one turned out to be true. Uh, we actually discovered. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. And then, and then the thing was that like when the when the when the uh, arcade cabinets were taken away, that it was like men in suits and glasses and stuff were, were taking because, of course, that's how you dress when you work for the government. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course that one, uh, probably bogus, but, um, I don't know. The last Starfighter was a great movie though. So as far as, Dude, I love that movie. Oh man, that was good. You know, that's one that probably Grieg? deserves like the a alien or whatever. Yeah. Grig and, uh, Zur, the, the, uh, emperor of the Kodan armada. What yeah. was the, uh, what was the dude's name that drove the car? That got uh, shot? V- v- something Italian sounding. It was like, uh, yeah. Vicente or something. What was yeah, it? that's right. I don't, I don't remember. Man, come on, man. We gotta, we yeah, we got to bone up on that one. Yeah, you can look that one up. Uh, I will. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, here's a few that I looked up that I actually was not aware of. So here's something from Super Mario Galaxy 2. Centauri. Centauri. That's right. Well, that's a dumb name. Why would you name yourself that? <laughs> Why um, not? I remember he would pull off his face and like he was like a robot or something underneath there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, was weird. kind of a weirdo. No, he was like an alien. He's like a weird alien. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like a blue 
face thing, something like that. So here, here's a, here's a few other weird ones uh, that, that were out there. So actually, here's one that I did know about. Uh, in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, there was a rumor that there was a Bigfoot that you could find uh, because I think somewhere in, in the uh, manual, I think the words Bigfoot uh, showed up. And so people took that, I guess, as the clue that you could go into the woods and find Bigfoot. And, you know, nobody ever did. I'm sure it's probably been modded in by now. And there actually was in um, Red Dead... Uh, uh, nightmares, the undead nightmare expansion for that. There actually, uh-huh. actually was a whole story. In fact, I think you talked about this. Uh, I did. At I one played point. through there it. Was, yeah, there was the, the I found Bigfoot. the Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. And he had a, like a whole. I think you had to kill them all or something like all. You can family. choose to kill them or not. Oh, and you did. You monster. It's a choice. I can't you remember. What monster. It was. Uh, so that's another one. Uh, so I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a good one. Okay, what's that? This is one that only '80s kids are going to remember. The uh, Apparently, blowing on your Nintendo cartridge does not a damn thing for I'm making your so game actually work. I'm so glad you brought that one up. I'm so glad. <laughs> that was such a crock. I can't believe that. We... Everybody did this. Every single person you That's... know blew on their Nintendo cartridges, and apparently it came out later that that actually did nothing, and ultimately the humidity from blowing into your cartridge actually would end up damaging the the connectors, the, the contacts in there. That is like it's crazy. Probably in all of video game history, like the the best example of mass hallucination, uh, because you're right. Everybody did that. And Everyone I don't know did. why. Like and there was like they, specific ways that you had to do it. And this is the way you have to blow into it. Oh, yeah. And, that, <laughs> I mean, for me, I actually developed my own method of like if the game didn't work, because the thing was that sometimes you'd put those cartridges in and they just wouldn't load for some reason or they'd load. But all the all the sprites would be like all janky and messed up. Yeah, or something like weird. That. So I, I actually did. Blowing never never did anything for me because I think it just ended up being a little bit of like uh, tribal knowledge or voodoo because it would work for somebody once. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, right. I don't think I ever and I, I I blew on cartridges. I mean, I'm a cartridge blower, but everyone did. And then you, and then you started doing it on the Super Nintendo, but Super Nintendo never had a problem. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I did find, though, for the NES that if I like put the cartridge in just so I, I had a method that I could use. I had a method uh, to too. get it to work. Everyone had a method. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing was that we actually we actually figured out stuff just was not making good contact. Well, here's the thing is, why did we put up with that? Why was there not people yeah, raging on the Internet about the quality of the NES? Because, we man, should have thing... been right on the Internet, man. <laughs> I'd have been on Reddit immediately. Uh, that, that, that Nintendo entertainment system was not a high, the highest quality piece of hardware. Yeah, no, I guess not. Um, <laughs> he gets so angry. I remember getting so mad when the freaking Nintendo game wouldn't work uh, and having yeah. to keep blowing and then everyone getting lightheaded and oh, I passed sucks. out at hallucinations <laughs> and then I thought there was going to be a Bigfoot in games. So it's just that's where those came from. Uh, here's another one. Uh, then this one is kind of true. I don't know if it's as much of an urban legend as much as a statistical whatever, but the uh, the Madden cover curse. Curse uh-huh. of the Madden cover, where uh, whoever gets put, whoever gets put as the as the star athlete on the cover of a Madden NFL football game, uh, ends up being like hurt in the preseason or just something terrible happens to them. And I think statistically, this one bears out. I don't. I think maybe the last couple, maybe nothing terrible has happened, but uh, this. So, for example, I'm looking some of this up here, and uh, uh, on Madden 2002, Dante Culpepper of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, had a knee injury uh, in the following season after making the cover. He missed the uh, the rest of uh, the 2001 season. Uh, in Madden 2010, two cover athletes, Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals and Troy Polamalu of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, had um, uh, injuries. Uh, they missed several games. Um, Tom Brady is currently on the cover for Madden 18. Um and he thinks that the Madden curse isn't real, but I don't think 
I don't think the season is over yet, right? It's I don't football, think so. Football's still going on. I, I don't know. <laughs> that shows you how much I know about this stuff. Uh, he's dead now. I just looked this up. He died um, shortly after <laughs> shortly after pronouncing that the curse was not real. Um, and then I, I was just looking one up because I actually had not heard of this one before, but I looked it up and it's pretty convincing. Um, in, in Super Mario Galaxy 2, uh, there's like this, people find weird details sometimes of unused assets. Apparently on one particular level, uh, the Shiverburn Valley, which I don't know if there's a particular scary thing about it, but apparently on one of the boundary mountains, kind of the, the valley that you're in for that level, you know, they put the impenetrable vertical walls or whatever. If you look up, there's like these weird people up there like these weird figures and they they look like what are arms and things like that uh well actually what it is they've looked this up and uh this is almost even weirder so there are actual like um, what would you call them like uh manglar style trees or whatever and um they just kind of like have hanging droopy things and they look like they have eyes and stuff but they dumped the rom or whatever for that game and apparently the polygon names are uh hell valley sky tree um, which I, I don't know what that is. But Maybe Hell Valley's where you are. Sound wholesome. They're up in the sky. Hell Valley is where you are. Uh, other than that, uh, I saw, I've seen a few here. Uh, one is that you could save Aerith in Final Fantasy VII. Spoiler alert: Aerith dies. You cannot save her. Um, they made a whole cutscene for it, so <laughs> it's definitely got to happen. Ratman as uh, a character in um, was this in a Grand Theft Auto game? I'm not sure. I, I did see Ratman. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of things about ghosts in Halo. Uh, I never I never ran into that, but there was also something uh, in um, uh, Minecraft where like you'd get these weird kind of anomalous characters that would follow you around, and I guess there was something kind of uh, you know kind of scary about that. Uh, there there is a number of uh, or, or some percentage of these urban legends that are also kind of associated with scary things, um, and, and quite a few here where. Um, you know, in in fan versions or in mods, like there's just like weird stuff going on, anomalies of programming or or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a whole bunch still out there. I don't think we get too many new urban legends these days. I think we're living in sort of a a post kind of uh, urban legends agnostic era where uh, well, once the internet and social media and you know phones with cameras on them, like nobody's seen aliens and. A decade, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Um, so, yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, not not something that we'll never see again. We just kind of need some people. to... Well, there's been urban legends, maybe not video game related, recently. Well, I think there there may be like um, urban legends of development. Like, for example, uh, they'll they'll sometimes say like, oh, well, someone had produced a pre production version of. Uh, actually, here's one. Remember when there was the, um, you know, we always had stories of the PlayStation Nintendo collaboration, oh, yeah. like that early PlayStation uh, console, and then that thing, somebody found it, and now it's like they take it around to, um, you know, game shows and things like that, and they let you touch it, which actually I don't think that's probably good for it, but. Um, things like that, I think, where where they're going to discover stuff. Wait, like, you touch it. I've touched that Nintendo PlayStation thingy. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Exactly. I'm never washing this hand again. And folks, uh, if you can think of any urban legends that we did not catalog, of course, you can let us know all about that. Uh, This is going to be the end of our show for today. We thank you for listening to us. If you'd like to tell us about urban legends, if you have any comments on the news or the new releases or any such thing, uh, we'd invite you to reach out to us on scary social media. There rumor has it that Twitter exists and we're there. Uh, It is at Gamebyte Show. You may be able to send us a message there, but who really knows? Uh, If you'd like to reach out to us individually, I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Find me at Legrand. And you can also find Dale Jones at Count Elmdor. And our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, is at R-E-D underscore I. Um, rumor tells that he may be over at twitch.tv slash... I should probably drop this whole rumory thing. Uh, but you can find him over at twitch.tv slash Show, where we stream a, a good game or two during the week. Uh, Mondays typically are the nights that we do that, so subscribe to us over there. Get notified when we go live. You can also find us over at youtube.com slash Show for our archives, gamebyteshow.com for our podcast back catalog and a sidebar video content, as well as links to our Discord server. We'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the video games that we've been playing at the middle of the week. Uh, But until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. But they've been dead for five years. Don't forget about Zoidberg! Uh.